Hey, everybody. I'm Brian Grossman, Editor-in-Chief here at 6035 Magazine. This is The 6035, the weekly show that recaps all you need to know in the news. Our guests in studio today, senior reporter Pam Zubek and managing editor Helen Lewis. And we are talking about the very first feature in 6035 Magazine. Uh, Thanks for joining me today. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. And before we even do that, Happy New Year. Uh, Same to you. Yeah, this is the very first podcast of the new year and with our new name, The 6035. So pretty exciting. Um, Yeah, let's get into it because this is a big story. Uh, Pam Zubek covered what we're calling the deadliest year. This is 2022 and uh, just the spike in traffic fatalities and I think pedestrian fatalities too. Is that right? No, not pedestrian. Just the traffic fatalities. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, what, What did we learn about 2022? Well, um, it was um, dangerous out there, Um, and and I don't know what to say other than, you know, it's a lot of um, careless driving, a lot of speeding, uh, some uh, impaired driving. Mm -hmm. Uh, The impaired driving is hard to get a handle on uh, in a timely way because there's so much uh, depends on toxicology that's, uh, you know, late coming in, but... um, but yeah, it was uh, really dangerous, and there were even people killed that were doing nothing wrong. They just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. What what kind of numbers are we looking at? How bad was it? Fifty six people died, um, ranging in age from six years old to their nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, all t- it, these crashes happen all times of day, every day of the week. There are certain days that are more safe than mm-hmm. others. Um, I think the least safe is a Monday. Yeah, um, I was surprised by that. I yeah, read that, yeah. Yeah, and um, one thing that I found re- really interesting is of these 56, one uh, happened in the month of February, which, mm-hmm. you know, intuitively you'd think, gee, you know, that's when roads are bad. That's mm-hmm. when it could be really risky. But I don't know, you know, maybe, maybe people account for that, mm-hmm. and so they're more careful. I don't know. Um, so... You know, it, I, yeah, so that's what we found out. And it's it's not unique to here. It's happening statewide, mm-hmm. and it's happening nationwide. Yeah. And there were some bigger issues that law enforcement pointed to. I know when you and I first talked about this story, before you'd even written it, we talked about, like, the impact of COVID on the way people were driving. And you found, at least with the police, that there was an impact there, right? Yeah, there, uh, so-called, there's been other agencies that have sort of studied this and determined that when in the COVID year 2020 that there wasn't as much traffic mm-hmm. and so people felt like they owned the road more and um, and then when people started driving again they continued those habits. Mm-hmm. Driving fast, right. going through stop signs. And Lieutenant Steve Noblet, who heads up the traffic enforcement section for the Colorado Springs Police Department said even that um, he thinks that the tension that people were feeling during 2021 mm-hmm. um, contributed in a way that, you know, they were angry. Maybe they had lost their job. Maybe they were worried about making rent. You know, they're just, sure. you know, a lot going on with them to make them more, you know, filled with rage, yeah. you know. And so that contributes, you know. Mm-hmm. Somebody cuts you off in traffic. It might be totally unintentional. But. Right. Yeah. People got a little madder more recently than they used to. And I think you see that even beyond the road. I mean, you hear stories everywhere of just people not being 
as, soci- as sociable as they used to. And that's yeah. what uh, Councilman Dave Donaldson observed. He's yeah. ridden with the cops. And I, so I talked with him, and he said that that was the thing that really surprised him was the lack of courtesy for one another yeah. out there. And uh, so, yeah, the biggest um, single other than speed speed mm-hmm. seems to be the common denominator in most of these mm-hmm. but um and i'm not talking about five miles over mm-hmm. the speed limit but you know mm-hmm. in one case they clock somebody at 117 um in a residential area Holy believe sense. it or not um but the distraction of phones yeah mm-hmm. is also a huge deal and uh, lieutenant noblet told the anecdote of he was on a fatal crash scene mm-hmm. in, at night investigating they had set up traffic cones to narrow the street so that they could have room to do their investigation so here they were they had traffic one lane each way so they were they just for five minutes the officers on scene counted and more than half of the people who drove through were doing something with their phone Mm. and through a crash site. <laughs> they were probably looking to see what was happening on the news. Yeah. <laughs> they were at 6035media.org looking yeah. for, for news. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I was really surprised at how low the fines are for using your phone. I assumed, I think it's, I looked it up before we came in here, and I think it's $300 hmm. um, for texting or using the internet while you're driving. And if you injure someone or there's a fatality related to it. It goes up to a thousand dollar fine and up to a year in prison. Yeah. But that three hundred dollars doesn't seem like. Well, here's the thing. It's virtually impossible to enforce. I saw that because they, number they one, said that. Yeah. It's not a primary. Um, you can't be pulled over just for correct. Right. Mm-hmm. It has to be in combination with something. Some else. other infraction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, how do you prove it? Right, because I could be making a phone call, which doesn't mean I'm texting, or or you I could be, be looking, looking at your GPS. Am I going right. to turn the next corner or something? So a couple so. of states have introduced you can't touch your phone right. at all. Right. Um, Oregon and Washington, and they saw a big drop um, in. They saw a big drop in use. I'm not sure how they're enforcing it. In, in Australia, they enforce it with cameras. So for those that... But I know that wouldn't, have, wouldn't fly here. Is, is it that they can't touch their phone or that they're they not... Cannot, that they have to be hands-free if They can't even touch it okay. to accept a route on their... You can't touch you it. You can't touch it. Can't touch Don't touch it. Um, can't touch this. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> apparently <laughs> that's that's been very effective in Oregon and Washington, but not California. Hmm. I don't know why the difference would be. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, it's yeah, I think the cops here are a little frustrated by that inability to enforce that. Well, it sounds mm-hmm. like they don't have enough people to enforce right. it, even that's, if they were more. An, that's another issue. Um, I mean, they're short, eight officers. They've got to compete with the patrol division, which, of course, is short mm-hmm. by 70 or something. So um, everyone wants to have a police officer respond if you have somebody trying to break into your house. So. You know, they're not going to – the motor unit, what they call the motor unit with these motorcycles, that's the enforcement, traffic mm-hmm. enforcement uh, mechanism mm-hmm. that the police department uses. Um, so you don't – you know, you'd rather have the, that new dep- – or not deputy, um, officer on the patrol, right. you know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they're down people. But the county coroner, our, um, Dr. Leon Kelly, who is – a tremendous um, 
researcher in terms of he always looks at the data. Mm -hmm. He always wants to do that. And mm -hmm. so he did it for us. And he said that by looking back at all the reasoning, now he was looking at 2021 uh, numbers um, because it was the only full year. Mm -hmm. He said most of these are strictly dumb mistakes. Yeah. You know, And so would enforcement have changed that? Probably not. Right. You know, um, although he did allow that perhaps a, a beefed up DUI uh, enforcement could maybe have uh, an impact eventually or something. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah. yeah, so people do dumb, dumb things. So the police department, they're, they do directed enforcement with other agencies. They all get together, you know, the state patrol. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sheriff's office. El Paso County, right. And, uh, and they'll do a directed enforcement, say, along I-25 or something. Usually corresponding with, like, a holiday. Yeah, or, sometimes, right. The yeah. heat is on thing. Right. right. And uh, But get this. So I rode with an officer. and he Yeah, you did a ride along for this story, right? Yeah, yeah. With, in an SUV, not a motorcycle. No. Thank you very much. But, uh, <laughs> not a sidecar. You know. Um, but he said that even with <clears throat> when they do direct enforcement, the overhead directional signs, mm -hmm. they will announce. The heat is on. The, yeah, mm -hmm. the, yeah, that we have a, um, you know, a, a traffic enforcement operation underway, you right, know. Right, And people still yeah. whiz by. Well, that's because they're drunk. And they don't <laughs> My goodness. I mean, you know. If, you and, don't read and, signs when you're wasted and driving. And, and when I was with this officer, <laughs> Officer Alan Roman, um, Every place we went, and we went maybe six places, mm -hmm. he never, he did not try to hide himself. He didn't, mm -hmm. you know, you know how the uh, infamous, you know, motorcycle cop right hiding on behind TV, the tree, behind the billboard. You know, yeah. that, but not at all. I mean, he parked right on the street yep. and just waited. And people still. It was just within a few minutes, bingo, 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 you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of amazed by the things I see people do around cops that are driving in traffic oh, right. and they'll like speed cut right up and cut off a cop yeah. and i'm like what are you doing yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it happens Pretty. all the time it's kind of incredible yeah oh, and you commute quite a bit right you live yeah. a fair ways up north mm -hmm. not not the north pole like me but not the north um, pole like you but yeah it's it's scary out there i'm on the interstate mm. every day i'm driving to work and not working from home and uh, one of the things I've even done is I, I will leave the office earlier now and mm -hmm. finish working from mm -hmm. home mm -hmm. because it, it'll add at least 15, if not double mm -hmm. my commute time if I drive out into rush hour, you mm -hmm. know, 5, 5.36. Um, but the way people are driving, I just don't want to be around people. So. I feel like that people have this idea that if they're in, you know, we've had huge safety advances in all of the vehicles. Mm -hmm. Even the older ones now are so much better than what we grew up with. But I think people feel invincible and they imagine that, anything can save them yeah. and once you see a wreck on the side of the road you really realize it, absolutely not like the top half of it's gone there's right. nothing that's going to well here's a common scenario that uh is has been this past year was seen several times mm -hmm. uh where a, a car will be in the left turn bay uh with you know traffic coming on to them and, mm -hmm. and they will see the traffic coming they will expect the traffic to be moving at the normal pace mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. based on years of driving mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so they'll go ahead and make their left turn but then this car is coming it was it's barreling at them mm -hmm. a lot faster and so 
it's smack, you mm-hmm. know. And then also another thing that's happened, I don't think it's super common, but where two cars will get together and then it'll, the impact is so great that it shoves into another lane of traffic. Sure, and hits Here's another a, vehicle. Right, right, that was just mm-hmm. minding their business, right. doing nothing wrong. It, well, and that's a good point is, and I have a 10-year-old son, and so he's, you know, and I know you have a 16-year-old daughter who yeah. just started driving. So thinking about when I'm driving, things that I want to relay to him, just because you're in this lane and there are people acting up in this lane doesn't mean that that's not going to become your problem, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if an accident happens in the passing lane or the merging lane and you're in the middle lane, that doesn't mean they're not going to end up in your lane. Mm-hmm. So, And, and uh, Lieutenant Noble said that, of course, what can they do other than preach? So he does like to preach, and that's a good thing. But mm-hmm. um, he says drivers need to, first, first of all, put the phone down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. put it down. Um and be aware. Be present. Expand your awareness to all sides of you, mm-hmm. the, the right, the left, the rear, the front. You know, be be aware. For sure. Um, and so, yeah, I because uh, people aren't, you know, they're like staring right. straight ahead. They're mm-hmm. not paying any attention. And, you know? and to my point, being aware is also thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh I see brake lights ahead. That probably means Mm -hmm. I should start slowing down soon. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, you know, this person over here in this lane is not driving like they should be. Let's give them some space. Correct. Boy, that's what I do. That's Mm -hmm. for sure. Let them pass. Let them get way ahead of you. I like driving when there's nobody around me. (laughs) It's a pleasant experience. You know, one thing that um, we did ask the police department Mm -hmm. about is that there was a survey that was done by the RAND Corporation of officers um, who said that they did not feel like they were well-trained mm. in mm-hmm. making traffic stops and such like that. And and so we asked about that, and Lieutenant Noblet actually acknowledged that they probably do need to do more refresher yeah. on that. But they are trained. They're, I mean, I guess some departments don't even train them very well, mm. but, but our officers are trained. They after they graduate the academy, they have to ride with another officer for like three or four months before mm-hmm. they uh, are on their own. And so they have to go through all that. They tell them, make a traffic stop. How do you do that? Oh, yeah. and here's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. These officers who get you on radar, they have you in their head before they have you on radar. That's how well-trained they are. They're trained. What does that mean? <laughs> they judge your speed. By looking at you. Correct. Before they get the actual evidence. Correct. Mm. So the radar just... um, Confirms, supports, yeah. 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 So So they're not out there zapping everybody. Mm -hmm. They they know what to look for. Yep. They can make, they can gauge, especially Mm -hmm. some of these motorcycle officers that have been at it for 20 years. Yeah. Right. You know, they really, and the other thing is they have a laser, not just radar, Mm. But they can use a laser mm. that is super accurate. Okay. You know, and uh, so, yeah, I thought that was interesting that they know before they put the radar on you that you're. Right. Yeah. 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 So we got to wrap up here in a minute, but let's, uh, let's do this. We'll go around the table. When was your last moving violation? <laughs> this um, is to Ellen. <laughs> I was, I was 18. Oh, wow. I was driving to uni and I got. I was alongside a semi-trailer mm-hmm. and I got anxious and instead of using my head and thinking I'll slow down and let him get ahead mm-hmm. I was like I'll just get in front of him. <laughs> yeah. I think I was I think I was 6 5 or 6 
kilometers over the speed limit. Which is and, like 80 miles an hour over. And I go, oh, do you know what? I did. <laughs> if my math is correct. So, <laughs> so a couple of miles over. But That's actually, I didn't, get, I didn't get a ticket for that. The guy said, are you in a hurry? And I was like, no. And he's like, do you feel unwell? And I, I didn't realize he was trying to give me out. So I was like, right. yeah, no. That's B. <laughs> and he said... <laughs> I said, what were you doing? And I told him the truth. And he's like, he put his book shut and he's like, call me Father Christmas. And I got back in my car and left. So I haven't actually had one. (laughs) But yeah, I should have. You've never had one? So No. Okay. No, I haven't. All right. Pam? (laughs) I've only had had two in my life. Yeah. um, When was the last one? It probably was about eight or ten years ago. I was... That's going pretty to, recent. I was going to see my parents in, in western in Kansas? Kansas. Oh, you're allowed to speed through It Kansas. was like the wide open spaces, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah. of course, come over, rise, and meet. Smoky. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, those troopers, they get you, man. Well, and they're so bored out there. It <laughs> was like, oh, my goodness. You know, it was a pretty expensive yeah? ticket. Yeah. That's a bummer. Uh-huh. If you can't speed through Kansas, where can you Wait, speed? Yeah. Uh, Wyoming has a few spots where it's. 85, I think, mm-hmm. which means, you know, you can push it a In little. In South Dakota, it's 90 on the interstate. Really? I we think. were just up there a few years ago. I didn't see that one. Mm-hmm. But, um, huh. Yeah, so. Yeah. What about you? You don't get Oh, man. I was, I was just about to wrap it up. <laughs> no. Uh, I, uh, I don't know when the – I remember I got pulled over at the academy once uh, in high school. Oh. Um, we had a soccer game. And after the soccer game, I was driving three of my friends back to wherever their car was. And so wasn't really paying attention. And, and I know I wasn't going. It was maybe four miles over the limit mm-hmm. in the base housing area near Air Academy High School. And I got oh. pulled over and they gave me a ticket. And the academy or I guess any military federal place, it's different because they can – charge you money but you don't lose points right mm-hmm. is that right it was one or the other yeah, yeah that's but they it. also enforce it much really more. like strict. if you're one mile over. yeah like the fact that i was four miles over the limit right. was kind of silly i know i've been pulled over more than once since then but <laughs> i think like helen i yeah i flirted my way out of it so uh i know i didn't come to a complete stop once in inglewood up in denver and was pulled over and i didn't have my i had just gotten new uh, registration proof of registration that was on its way mm-hmm. so instead of charging me for the moving violation which would have been like three points or two points they charged me for not having proof of registration which i only then had to take to city hall, whatever it was you know the, and, oh, and so say it up? yeah and they, oh. they said okay so they dropped the charge so i remember i got there were a couple times i got pretty lucky but yeah uh-huh. anyway okay so before we wrap up yeah you know we've been making light of this and mm-hmm. this is not a uh, a comical thing. This sure. is not a joke. Uh, and to quote uh, Lieutenant Noblet, we have an epidemic mm-hmm. on our roads where people are dying at an alarming rate. And if you think that 56 people, we they're not at the dinner table sure. this year. They're gone. They're, they These people represent family members, mm-hmm. you know, cherished friends and that sort of thing. So to quote Lieutenant Noblet, mm-hmm. I will say, put the phone down, mm-hmm. drive the speed limit. Mm-hmm. And don't have the extra drink. Yeah, think, think about that too. And there's, I mean, that's a whole other story and discussion we could get into, especially with, you know, marijuana now and how do you know if somebody is impaired mm-hmm. versus, 
so yeah, lots lots of stuff. Um, Pam, really great story and amazing story. I'm, I'm super happy to have it as our very first cover for 6035 Magazine. I think that's awesome. Uh, also, thank you to Helen Lewis for joining me in the studio. Don't forget to pick up the very first issue of 6035 Magazine, available January 11th on newsstands. Uh, and it'll be arriving in homes through our new mailing system uh, starting January 12th. Check out the website at 6035media.org once that's live. The show is produced by Dave Gardner and Nick Raven. Videocast is directed by Nick Raven. Music is by Jeremiah Walter. Our digital media specialist is Sean Cassidy. Art director is Dustin Glatz. Publisher is Amy Gillentine. And I'm Brian Grossman, editor-in-chief. We'll see you next time on The 6035. The 6035.